Our gambler to the stars, Dave Essler. Dave, good morning, my man. How are we doing today? We're doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Um, Dave, um, I feel like I'm living in a soap opera, or I'm commentating on a soap opera. I call it as the wheel of cheese turns. It's the Aaron Rodgers fiasco in Green Bay. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I was listening last week and this week, and it, it it's kind of deja vu to what us New England fans went through with Brady last year. And, you know, I can't add anything, and I won't, but I do have a question. Yeah. And um, let's say Rodgers leaves. Uh-huh. And let's say he goes to Denver. Are you going to root for him, or are you going to root against him? To me, Dave, he's just another guy in the way. So I wouldn't root against him, but I just would be like, I would I would tune in a couple times to see how Rodgers is doing. I would probably shed a tear or two if he did throw a couple touchdown passes and win some games. But I wouldn't root against him, but I wouldn't root for him. Does that make sense? What about you, Rowdy? Man, see, I was a guy that when Favre broke it off with the Packers, and the, well, I guess the Packers broke it off with him, I still rooted for Brett Favre to win, even when he was a Viking, which was tough to do. I don't think I could do that with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like I'm not uh, on the same level as he is personally. Did you? So, Dave, let me ask you: Did you root for Tom Brady or root against him? I rooted against him. <laughs> it's, I rooted against him. Uh, I. So, Dave, I'm a big Favre guy. So, when Brett Favre went to the Jets, I rooted for Brett Favre. But then, when Brett Favre went to the Vikings, I did. Root against him, but after once he threw the interception against the Saints in the NFC Championship game for the Vikings, then I forgave Favre. Then I forgave him. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, if Brady had gone to the Jets or or something like that, it would have been absolutely impossible. I I will say I did root for him in the Super Bowl because I can't separate my my wallet from my head, and I did bet on Tampa Bay. So well, okay, so I Dave, I love that. So so then you then you made money, obviously, right? Correct. <laughs> and speaking of making money, Dave, when we're looking at uh, what are you betting on lately that's uh, really getting your uh, a little coin in your pocket? Are you doing NBA or MLB right now? Which one are you more in on? Um, a little bit of both. NBA is very difficult because, um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's just this year or past years, but there's, there's this whole load management thing going on, and they don't announce who is or isn't playing oftentimes till. 20 minutes before tip-off, so it makes it very, very difficult sometimes to, to get ahead. I mean, last night um, I, I did well. I was 5-0 and overall, but you really have to be super patient. You know, for example, you know, the Bucks tonight, um, should they beat Houston by a million? Yes. Uh, will everybody play? I don't know. Well, do you think there's so, a revenge? Do you ever look at the last game they played, you know, when you're betting on a game tonight, like the Rockets coming to the Pfizer form to take on the Bucks? Because the Rockets ended up beating the Bucks last time they faced off against each other, and the Rockets are the worst team uh, in the league. Do you ever let that, like, revenge factor come into play when you're making bets? Yes, in basketball, a lot. But, you know, I look back at that last game, and, and you know, that's the game Giannis tweaked his ankle, and they only played one minute. Um, so... You know, is there super revenge? I don't know. It's kind of hard. Yes, there's revenge, but is there revenge to pummel a team like Houston? You know, if it would be if it would be Chicago or Detroit or or somebody sort of a a rival type thing, Philadelphia, whatever, I would be more inclined to say yes. I think I think in this particular instance, I would probably look for uh, Milwaukee to play a lot better defense. I mean, they gave up 143 points. Yeah. Um, you know, they let Houston shoot 54% from behind the arc 
I mean, that's just not going to happen again. So I would I would look at this game as maybe I would look at the under or the Houston team total under. Um, I think the the opening line was 17 points, and, and that's a lot of points. I mean, yeah. could, could Milwaukee win by 30 if they wanted to? Yes. Uh, will they? I don't know. I mean, Houston's got about six healthy players. Yeah, I'm just ready for the playoffs to get underway. That's when oh, – betting on NBA playoffs, though, Dave, different animal, right? Big-time different animal. I mean, just – you know, I have found a lot of value in the NBA playoffs in first halves, especially early in the series when, you know, teams know they have two, three, four more games and the game gets kind of out of control. Um, the, the, you know, those are, you know, those are, the, those are the, the edges I find in the playoffs is the first halves and particularly in unders because there, there tends to be that sort of feeling out period, if you will. And Dave, you said you went 5-0 and yesterday, so well done, brother. That's awesome. We're talking to Dave Essler right now. Follow him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Uh, Dave, let me ask you, brother. So uh, last time you were on, we were talking Brewers and uh, I think it was like Corbin Burns and Cy Young stuff. The Brewers had Brandon Woodruff, and you're the one that kind of got us doing the F5 bets for the Brewers with Woody because of the bullpen and Craig Council's managing of it early in the season. But right now, Brandon Woodruff, you know, was on the mound. He had, he dazzled 11 strikeouts. He went six and two thirds, giving up one run. But Dave, when you look at the Brewers, cause I know you're not a Brewers fan. Now you're, you're a fan of making money. When you look at the Brewers who can't hit worth a crap, is the Brewers now a team to bet against? I, I still think it's situational guys. I mean, what happens, you know, yeah, they just lost, what, four straight, three to Philadelphia, and... They're four, they lost four. They got swept by the freaking Phillies, man, in a four-game series. It was disgusting. Yeah, they couldn't hit, but, I mean, they scored some runs, but they, they gave up a lot, which is kind of uncharacteristic on the season, but, you know, does that now make maybe the value a little more on them because the public's going to say, oh, the Brewers suck, oh, the Brewers can't win, oh, the Brewers are on the road at Miami. Um, does that make them now have a little more value, I think it does. Okay, okay, so Dave. I, I, I don't like the matchup tonight because I do like Taylor Rogers. Um, he's a big-time strikeout guy. I think the, the edge I found in that game is I look at a prop bet and maybe Taylor Rogers strikeouts over. I don't know what that number is, but, you know, we know the Brewers struck out 12 or more times in four straight games, so you know, it, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword there. So I, I do like Rogers to strike out more than whatever his – his prop is. Uh, see, if I have such a hard time like betting against my team, I know Nelson over here doesn't care. He'll throw it on because he's all about the money making too. But I still got my little heart in here, Dave. Still kind of doesn't let me bet against my teams. I just got to sit back. But Dave, what else are you looking at maybe tonight or over the weekend of something like this is a must thing. This is a must bet. This is something I think that I can cash in on. Well, something I already did bet tonight, um, and Rowdy and I were talking about this last night. He's a he's a pretty sharp cat, that Rowdy guy. Uh, he is. He uh, is. He's a sharp guy. Yeah, he he is. I I I got to give him all. Hey, the Dave, it's better to be sharp than square. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, sometimes yes, but in the NBA this year, I think the squares are maybe making money. <laughs> the, 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 the Tigers and Twins tonight, Scooball Shoemaker. I think I like the over in that game. I think that total's a little deflated because it's the Tigers and the Tigers. You know, if you, people just say Tigers, well, they can't hit. Well, they. They scored a bunch of runs in Boston this weekend, and I think another reason that's deflated is it's going to be kind of damp weather. Um, but those are those are just sort of like generically already factored in. You know, I looked at the Tigers yesterday in the field, and they were just absolutely abysmal. I think the Twins are good for two two unearned runs, and Shoemaker when he misses, it's almost always up, which means it's probably leaving the park. 
Scooball's given up three home runs in two of his last three starts. Uh, there is no respectable bullpen in this game. You know, we know the Tigers' pen sucks, but the Twins' pen, they've blown more games than they saved this year. And, and the Twins didn't score yesterday. Another reason people might look at the under, but they also rested Donaldson, Garver, and Polanco. So yeah. I, do like, I do like the Twins' Tigers over. Uh, I like it at 8.5, um, better than 9, because if, if, if you bet over 8.5, if both teams get to four runs, it's an automatic winner at some point in time. Uh, and I do think that will happen. All right, Dave, good stuff, man. Uh, up against the break, I just want everyone out there to know that they can follow you on Twitter, Dave underscore Essler, and also uh, pregame.com. I'm looking at uh, your beautiful picture here, your handsome mug and all the pics and your win streaks. I absolutely love it. But, Dave, before I let you go, i got to ask again, how'd the golf game go last Friday, and are you golfing again today? Well, it went okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I did think I did things well. I don't normally, and vice versa. You know how that goes. Oh yeah, trust me, I know. I usually do things bad when I'm golfing. Nelson over here, Rowdy lost to his dad on the course yesterday. He had to admit it publicly on air. It was tough for him, Dave. I heard. I heard. I'm sorry. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Dave, have a wonderful weekend, man, and happy gambling. Well done in the five and zero. Oh. I hope you just are like swimming in cash when we talk. Yeah, you, next stuff. Uh, you guys too. Have a great weekend, guys. There he is, Dave Essler, our gambler to the stars. Good stuff. Yeah, Rowdy. Now we got to have uh, a match, you versus Dave. Got to get him up here to the Country Country Club. You guys have a golf off. Put some money on it. Whew. I, I got to bring the A game. You can do it. You can do it. You had a, you had a scorecard so unbelievable, people thought you were cheating Yeah, uh, but a couple it, rounds it, ago. Now I do have a theory with that. Yeah? I think it's, you know, you knock off the first couple rounds of the year. You, you dropped all the bad habits you over winter. You knocked the cobwebs out? You, you dropped all the bad habits over winter time. Yeah. And then by the time you're back, you know, for my third and fourth rounds, the bad habits are back. Yeah, picked them back up. John in Edgerton, he called in around 730. He's like, I want to bash Adam Schefter. And I said, well, hang on, Johnny. We got an interview with Dave Essler. So please call back. And he's a man of his word. John in Edgerton called back. What's up, Johnny? How you doing today? I am excited to hear this uh, this this uh, bringing the thunder as you proclaim to start it off. I was waiting for the eight o'clock hour to start bashing on Schefter, but I'm going <laughs> to give you the the reins here at seven fifty six. So right, lay well, it on first, us, Johnny. Well, first thing I want to say is this is the same John and Edgerton who who told you guys a few weeks back that we'd be surfing Netflix when the Badgers played North. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, I hope you watched that whole Badger game against the the Tar Heels. Then I did. Okay, good. But yeah, we were I, thinking about you, actually. I was actually told my wife that someone said uh, before the game started that we were going to be watching Netflix soon. And then, she, like, around halftime, she's like, well, can we watch Netflix? Because she doesn't like sports. I said, no, no. Well, my wife heard me on the radio station. She goes, you better call them tomorrow and tell them they were wrong. And I didn't. she couldn't find me because I was actually hiding under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, we don't apologize in 2021, so you're all good, brother. All right. So, anyway, um, yeah, Adam. the first thing I want to say is Adam Schefter is a huge steaming pile of crap i listen i listened to part that part of that dan patrick interview he did yesterday yeah. and i'm like and to myself are you freaking kidding me i mean when he first broke the story you can check this he said per source aaron Rodgers wants out of green bay yep he basically told patrick he didn't have a source yep he goes well i listened to him throughout the offseason and if you listen to his post-game press conference after the NFC Championship game, he was basically saying goodbye to Green Bay. No, he wasn't. All he said was his life was a beautiful mystery. <laughs> I mean, this is not journalism. It's sensationalism. I mean, ESPN has turned into Weekly World News and National Enquirer. 
I mean, the next story they're going to have is they're going to probably say that Aaron Rodgers has been cloned with a baby monkey. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, and ESPN, they should, I mean, and I'm sure Adam Schefter's little minions were all sitting around a, a table watching this in their underwear going, this is great. He's creating something for draft day because, really, does anybody really watch ESPN News anymore? I mean, who really freaking cares? Yeah, I don't. So, anyway, they needed some juice on draft day, so they brought out this bullcrap assumption story, and and then, you know, I actually believe James Jones. I mean, yeah, I, Jones, yeah so do I. You know, and I, I, James Jones actually talked to Rodgers, and I really don't think Rodgers needs to say anything. This is just ridiculous. I mean, he spoke through James Jones. Yeah, and kind of John I mean, Kuhn, I think, too. Yeah, and I don't want to be like Schefter and make assumptions, but, I mean, it, this is just my opinion, but I think chances are Rodgers is going to be back in the pack uniform. So, yeah. But, anyway. Johnny, just, good phone call, brother. Are you uh, On Twitch.tv, my uh, Twitch channel, a lot of people are giving you the applause emojis. Hey, great call, great call. All right, thanks. See you, Johnny. Have a good weekend, brother. Yeah. You too, bye. There he is. Good stuff from John. All right, uh, phone line's blowing up. But I'm going to put you on hold because we just got to hit break here in a little bit. So you, you just be patient. I'll get to you in a second. But, Rowdy, John's starting it. I'm going to play the comments from Adam Schefter coming up. We're going to react to it. But John has called Adam Schefter. He, he threw this first hat in the, or his uh, insult in the ring. A huge steaming pile of crap. Thanks for, thanks for cleaning it up, Johnny. Thanks for churching it up. I don't want the FCC breathing down my neck. All right, there you go. John's starting it off. We're going to play the comments from Adam Schefter and let the teeing off begin. We got the phone lines blowing up. People are ready to attack Adam Schefter. Shefty. Before I get to the phone lines, which I'll do just in a second here, uh, Adam Schefter, I'm just going to reset. Adam Schefter on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. And Dan Patrick was grilling Adam Schefter about, you know, the report, why you chose to bring it out on, you know, the draft day, draft night, and have that, you know, take away from everyone getting drafted that day of the special moment in these kids' lives, yada, 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 yada. Uh, let's see. DP said, you chose to break the Rodgers news on draft day. Schefter says, quote, and I'll play the comments coming up. Schefter says, quote, that is absolutely correct. Uh, that is absolutely accurate, correct. It was nothing that morning that came in that all of a sudden said to me, yeah, he wants out. You should report this. He says it was just an accumulation of information as he was piecing together Aaron Rodgers' press conference clips. And uh, when this was first reported, Schefter said he had sources, as John and Edgerton called in a little bit ago and said uh, the, the tweet is still up from Schefter. And now he's saying it was basically him uh, with an accumulation of information, of press conferences, uh, what other people were saying, yada, yada. So it was kind of Schefter making this assumption, I would say. I don't know. There's a lot of onions to peel back here. But let's go to the phones because I know people are hot, hot under the collar. What's up, Nick? Hey, fellas, what's up? Now, you did have a phone call last Friday. Remind I the want people. My, I want my trophy. Remind the people of what you said and what trophy you want and uh, I, what you're going to say coming up. Well, I said that this was clickbait, pure and simple, and Schefter is known for it. And unfortunately, what he did did exactly what he wanted. We fell into the it, trap, huh, Nick? We all fell into it. I, I, I said this was going to be the most watched draft ever and not because of the draft. It was going to be because of Aaron Rodgers and what is going to become of it. Now, this story has literally taken – Packers fans and really just everyone and every football fan in general in a complete 360. And what I mean by that is when we were first told this story, everybody was hating on Aaron Rodgers and was on the side of the pet on the side of the administration. 
Then all of a sudden, it started to come out that Rogers didn't like the administration, didn't like Gutekunst, wanted him fired. And, and you know, in, in any job, in any business, the employees don't get to say who their boss is. Okay? Correct. And so all of a sudden, everyone was turning against Rogers. I think that the poll came out that it was like 60-40 or even 70-30 where it was for the Packers and against Rogers. Well, now this is coming out, and it's like, you know what? We know who the enemy is now. It's Schefter. It's the media. I, I mean, I know that it's you're a part media. of that. It's the media. No, I'm, I, not, I'm an entertainer, dude. I'm not mainstream media. You're, that is absolutely right. But it, the point, the point I, to this, Nick, so, I, am just the, I am just the driver on this beautiful rig that is riding on the highway of information. That's all I am. And, and, and the chauffeuring that you do for me, you know, the, I love it. I, I will absolutely take your driving every day. Just, you know, keep it below 100 and we're fine. I'm like Mad Max, dude. I put the pedal to the metal and I go. There we go. But, you know, unfortunately, this is going to, you know, I want to say this is going to ruin Schefter's re- reputation, but we all know that's not true. No. We, we all know that this, this little bit of it, you know, is going to be, you know, page eight of the sports section. It's going to get a small little retraction. You know, it, unless it's here in Wisconsin. Well, this is how um, this is how this is how the big media works, dude. They they say some outlandish stuff, and then people all believe it, and then there's this little retraction that's put on the back page that no one reads in tiny little uh, fine print, and no one ever really knows what actually happened. And right? it worked. Yeah, it worked. And I called this out from the get go because why would why would all of a sudden all of a sudden this become news on draft day? Come on, it, it, it was. It was a complete setup, and I called this out on last Friday or Thursday or whatever. I think it was Thursday, uh, Friday, Friday draft, uh, the day after the first day of the draft, and it was just ridiculous that people were falling for this. And unfortunately, we all did, including myself at first, because I'm like, hey, "It's been this a fun ride, though. Right. This can be right. It's been pretty well, fun I'm ride, sure because it's making your job a lot easier for, because people like us are calling in and just going nuts. And I love doing that. I love stirring it up. But you know, I, I think in the end there. There, there's a little bit of truth to all of this. Clearly, there's a little bit of truth to all of this. It's it's just it, it got blown out of proportion. You know, is Rogers upset with with Gutekunst? I'm sure. Is Gutekunst, you know, kind of digging his heels in and saying, you know, it's it's our way or the highway? I'm sure there's some of that. You know, why would he why do why would he draft? Do you think Rogers should come out and say something? I don't. Why does he have to? I'm just asking why you. Do you he think he to? should? Um, I don't think he should right now. I think he should wait until probably the, you know, after the, you know, the June 2nd, you know, uh, <laughs> when the calendar flips and, and you know, the, the whole trade thing is kind of dying down and, yeah. and and just let things die down. Let, let, Live and go, let out die? And get, go get some uh, free agents, you know, make, make Rogers happy and have Rogers and Gutekunst joint session come out and say stuff like, look, what was said in the media, you know, Take it for a grain of salt. You know, we got business to do. We're coming back to win a a Super Bowl. Hey, Nick, um, for my outro song, I'm going to play Live and Let Die. Do you want the Guns N' Roses version or the Paul McCartney version? um, You told me that I can't swear on the the air, so um, bleep the Beatles. Okay, so we'll go Guns N' Roses. There you go. I can't stand it. Are you ready to die? (laughs) (laughs) I see you, Nick. Have a good weekend, brother. Good stuff, man. Let's go back at it. Chad, where have you been? Where have you been? Hiding, hiding. You hiding in your like bunker? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers from his family and the media. Did you hear the news uh, when Schefter broke it and you curled up in the fetal position and started to cry and didn't come out till now? Well, a part of it was is I didn't really, be- just like your previous caller, I didn't believe much of it because Adam Schefter has been kind of 
Shifty's entire thing. You know, you, journalism used to require two sources. I'd like to know who his two sources were. It just it sounds like it was pure speculation. Um. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. It, I would love to know as well. It, I mean, he didn't he, he, last night or whatever um, for the Pat Maxey show. He backtracked even having two sources. He just kind of said, "Oh, I heard rumblings." Well. <laughs> Well, it, it's no secret Aaron Rodgers was not. It, it's no secret that you're not happy that your replacement was drafted. Right. I mean, come on. It just uh, and again, like I really think Gutekunst needs to wise up here if it really is him digging his heels in because you have the MVP. Jordan Love can hold his jock right now. If hey. Jordan Love can, uh, he looks good in a tracksuit. Well, that's all we really know about Jordan Love. He could be a fine jock holder. Clipboard. Who knows? Uh, holding the clipboard. <laughs> he did look good doing that with that tracksuit. It looked beautiful. But I, I mean, I just, like, I digress a little bit here, but think of, like, Favre's backups. Not a single one of them did crap outside of Green Bay despite getting opportunities. And, you know, Jordan Love might be the same thing. You go with in the hand. <sighs> Uh, yeah, Rowdy? Oh, I was going to say, there was a few decent ones with Favre, with Hasselbeck, and... Yeah, uh, better than the, uh, the Rodgers backups, but yeah. I mean, Chad, let me ask you, though, brother. And I asked Nick the same question. Should Aaron Rodgers come out and speak? Mm, does he have to right now? I mean, I would like to hear him say something. I'm, I'm sure we all would, but no, he doesn't have to. You know, it, as of right now, like he's radioactive in Wisconsin. Nobody wants to touch him. Yeah. Uh, nationally, nationally, but if Faster is into a complete ugly divorce, like it's going to hurt his bottom line. So, so do you think Rogers is going to be wearing the Packers care. uniform coming up? Well, it, it'd be kind of funny to me if this actually jeopardized his chances of even being on Jeopardy, which would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, what is sabotage? Yeah. Maybe the well, it, consp- I mean, it, conspiracy theory Friday. Maybe this is the Jeopardy producers getting out there to make Rogers disgruntled, retire from the NFL. That way he can solely focus on Jeopardy. I think we're all looking at the wrong angle. Maybe it is the Jeopardy producers are the sources for Adam Schefter. Ooh, Conspiracy that's, that's, Theory Friday. Good, strong theory. Thank you. Thank you. Chad? I'll, I'll hang up now. <laughs> have, a good, have a good weekend, brother. Nice hearing from you. There he is. Good stuff. Rowdy, I we didn't even I didn't even dawn on me till right now. Conspiracy Theory Friday. The Jeopardy producers desperately want Aaron Rodgers as their full-time host because Anderson Cooper sucked. Dr. Oz sucked. Everyone else sucked but Rodgers. So they want to add turmoil to make sure Rodgers is jettisoned from the Packers early retirement so he can take the mantle of the late Alex Trebek and be the next full-time host. Oh, the coffee's flowing today. We were thinking at a high level. No, but really, Rowdy, actually, I think Adam Schefter just kind of wet on this. I'm going to play the comments here, and we're going to react. All right, so uh, what did Reader say? Reader. Did he say that Schefter should be like, didn't he say like he should lose his job or they should like beat him relentlessly with a pillow sack full of locks? What did he, didn't he say something like that? You know. Oh, yeah, he basically just said that Schefter went on Dan Patrick and admitted he didn't really have any sources. It's All right, here it is. the same thing that Chad said. Let's, let's, let's play it. So here's Dan Patrick and Adam Schefter. And we're, we might pause it a couple times and make fun of them and react and yada, yada, yada. So here you go. It was just about a week ago 
couple hours from now where Adam Schefter came on Sports Center and said basically that Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay. Uh, walk me through that. Did you get a phone call or text? Yeah, Shefty. What'd you do? Well, Dan, the funny part about it is that I've heard people say, oh, Aaron Rodgers wanted that out before the draft. Mm-hmm. I can assure you Aaron Rodgers did not want that out before the draft. I've had people say the Green Bay Packers planted that. It was a very pro-Packer story. Yeah, I can assure you the Green Bay Packers didn't plant that. Well, so Shefter's right now saying Rodgers camp, he can assure us, didn't release this. And obviously the Packers camp didn't release this. So who the hell released it? Isn't it already getting a little fishy, Rowdy? Yeah, it's 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 strange. All right, we'll continue. So, and and there's strange. only one truth. Yep. And uh, here, here's more from uh, Schefter. When people guess at where stories come from, more often than not, they're usually wrong. And in this case, they're wrong. This was an accumulation all during the offseason of just listening to people talk and observing. And if we go back to the NFC Championship game, that the Green Bay Packers lost at home. Did we not hear Aaron Rodgers after that game talk about his level of unhappiness, if you will, uncertainty for the future? Just go back and listen to that press conference, and it sounds almost like he's saying goodbye to Green Bay. Uh, so right now, this isn't even a source of anything. This is just Rodgers after an emotional game. You lose at Lambeau, one game away from the Super Bowl. You lose to freaking Tom Brady, and it's... And Schefter's inferring. Inferring, correct. All right, here's more from Shefty. And so your antenna's up, and I'm just telling you throughout the course of the offseason, there was rarely a week that went by where I didn't hear something about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so we heard things about Aaron Rodgers too, Rowdy, but it was always the same stuff like... Oh, it's a beautiful mystery. I was wondering or not if he was going to retire, like walk away from yeah, the game because he's like, like that. Yeah. I don't know how long I have left in this game. You know, it's a young man's game. My, my beautiful future mystery. is a beautiful mystery. I don't know if I'll be back or if all of my friends will be back. And we were talking back. more like the wishy-washy of Brett Favre before yeah, like the he, retirement. he ended up retiring. Yeah. All right, here's more from Schefter. And on draft day, there's a report that morning from Paul Allen out in Minneapolis that the 49ers made a draft offer, which they didn't make an offer. They never made an offer. And other people are saying that the 49ers called. And I said, how long till it gets out that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Is it next week? Is it next when he doesn't show to the OTAs? Is it next month when he isn't? It's going to come out. What does it matter if it comes out now or next week or next month? And so. So you chose to break the news on draft day. That is actually that is absolutely accurate. Correct. All right, so well, he's, you're an a-hole. He's sitting on all this information, accumulation of information, if you will, of listening to press conferences and other people talking about Rodgers. So, no, okay, What's the, let so, me get this straight. So, huh? so, leading up to draft, you had the Paul Allen, Bill Michaels with the, hey, San Francisco called about a trade. Yes. And then... With Jimmy Garoppolo, some other yeah, players. Yeah, and Paul Allen picks. threw in some names yeah. about players that could have been... Now, they couldn't confirm any of the names were actually talked about, but there was a call. Yes. The call was confirmed. Which Kyle Shanahan confirmed there was a call, and what John Lynch confirmed there was a call, but it was a short phone call. I feel like... Like, haha, no, not happening. We're hanging up. This is my complete honest opinion after hearing some of these things and, and trying to dissect them. I feel like Paul Allen obviously did get some type of a scoop. Totally. Then Bill Michaels talks to a friend, and they... 
and talks about it even more and releases it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, there actually was some substance to it. Yep. Now, there was no names discussed, but it was partially correct. Yeah. And then I feel like someone like Adam Schefter got a little upset that I'm, I don't want to say. That someone on a lower rung scooped him. Yeah. Like guys that are. Because he thinks he's the cock of the walk. Yeah. Guys that are famous, but not to the stature of. Schefter, yeah, well, or the Ian Rapoport. Th- they're like the top rung. They're like yeah. the, they're like the elite. They're lower level guys yeah. that now have this information out, and, and it was like, a big bombshell story. Everyone's talking about it, and then he goes, "Well, I saw this, and Roger said this one time, and you know, if you kind of put two and two together, he might be a little upset." And then he comes out with this BS yeah. just to get more more coverage of this Aaron because Rogers he got story because he got scooped. In a certain way, with a story that was partially true, Kyle. If you take Kyle Shanahan and 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 uh, uh, John Lynch at their words, it was that Kyle Shanahan called. What was it, Lafleur, and asked about Rodgers, and Lafleur's like, "Don't even bother, dude. That's hilarious. We won't even so touch it." it. And we, then they stopped the conversation. It was surprising enough when we talked about the Paul Allen, Bill Michaels, when it was first said yeah. there was actually a trade offered. Yes. Now, granted, it was also said Green Bay turned it down right away. We were like, "Holy crap!" Like. A team's actually trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. They might actually be thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers. There was no rift between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we're only talking about a week ago, but then all of a sudden draft day came, and then boom, and bombshell. Boom, now there was this where it's there is a rift between him and the Packers, and all this different stuff. And then he's coming out here and and yep. he said this to somebody. Yep. All right, we have full lines blowing up. One second. I just want to finish this thought here from Schefter. But it wasn't something that you got information about. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, and it was nothing that morning that came in. Okay. All of a sudden said to me, yeah, he wants out. You should report this. Like, it, it was going on all off season. You just keep hearing it. And there, there was more and more talk. And now there's starting to be Aaron Rodgers talking. I said, you know what? This isn't going to wait much longer. Let's just go. And it just happened to be drafted. It huh. just happened, happened to, to be, be draft day. B.S. And who, Rowdy, let me ask you, who does Adam Schefter work for? ESPN. Who who has the coverage of the NFL draft? ESPN. Who would behoove them to have more eyes on the television set than, e- I mean, it's ESPN. That's where I'm getting at. It, it, this is all ESPN. To have more people watching the team. I've had so many you know people come be, up to me saying, like, I don't even watch the NFL draft. I don't even follow, but I want to see what's happening with Rodgers. I got to go watch the draft now because I don't see what happens with Rodgers. You know what would be hilarious is if all of a sudden it's this summer and, and the training camp's open and Aaron Rodgers shows up to Packers training camp and they finally, you know, he's walking down. All the kids are on their bikes and he comes strolling in and they go, oh, I can't believe you're showing up to training camp. We thought you are holding out. He goes, oh. That's just a bunch of nonsense. You guys are a bunch of idiots. Me and me and me and Goody have had our differences, but I'm I'm here to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. How stupid would all of us look for talking about this and wasting? Because we're gonna waste a month about this until they hit January or January June first, yeah. and see if they trade or not. But here's the thing, and here's here's the other thing. Mike Tirico of NBC Sports, when Aaron Rodgers was at the Kentucky Derby, asked Rodgers about it. Rodgers didn't want to go on camera. But Rodgers did say that he is disappointed the news got out, but he didn't deny any of it. He didn't deny any of it. Then there's that. So then you're back to 
how conflicted or how much of a roller coaster have you been on in the last I don't know oh, week? I'm in a glass case of emotion, Rowdy. I am I am on the I am on the greatest roller coaster that's ever been built in America. You're right sitting now. here going, "What the hell is Brian Gutekunz doing?" And then two days later, you're saying Aaron Rodgers is such a sissy. Yep. And now <laughs> you're saying Adam Schefter is such and an idiot. <laughs> Schefter is just a little turd. Yep. Uh, wow. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? I'll look like the biggest idiot in the world. I don't care as long as Rogers stays. Mitch in Madison, the <laughs> resident Rogers bootlicker. Yes, sir. You could be licking the right boot right now, though. Well, no, here's a couple things. So uh, that's a heck of an audition tape for Schefter to go on CNN right hey, there because th- that's about. There's a, well, any mainstream media, really. But here's the thing, Mitch. Uh, our guy J.A. Krebs says you got to give Shefty a little credit here. He went on the Dan Patrick show, show said he was full of crap. That's got to take a little balls to go out and out yourself. Well, here's the deal. Like, uh, Nelson, like you just said, where his comments uh, at the Kentucky Derby, there's got to be a little bit of truth to it. But as a professional, like, quote-unquote, Shefty is, you have to, like you said, you have to do the sources. Like, this isn't TM, well, ESPN is kind of turning into the TMZ of sports. But, like, I just... It, it it boggles my mind, but it really shouldn't that you would just innuendo put that out without doing what journalists are supposed to do. But at the same time, people get crap when they um, don't trust people the news. People don't want to hear. You're, yeah. you're, well, right. Well, you're oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. This and that. It's like, uh, well, look exactly what happened right here. Yeah. Um, people don't want to believe what the truth is. They want to believe their truth. Right, right, and I don't know. Like, no matter would, how much of the actual reality is slapping them in the face, they still won't recognize it. Right, right, and and now from here on out, Schefter. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to respect him for for pulling crap like that. And you have to think about Dan Patrick too. He's got that school of journalism. <laughs> like, you would think they would do a little. Yeah, I see that advertised on Twitter. Come on, right, exactly. Do. But you know what I mean. You're trying to have a quote-unquote school of journalism, and then you don't do your diligence. Okay, but diligence. Mitch, here's this thing, though. Aaron Rodgers hasn't denied any of it. it was, at the Kentucky Derby, I got the comment right here from Mike Tarico. He didn't want to talk on camera. I can tell you, I characterized Aaron as disappointed that the news has come out of this riff with the Packers. He expressed a couple of times how much he loves Green Bay, loves the fans, loves the franchise, but there is a chasm between management and the reigning NFL MVP. Oh, sure, yeah. There's definitely something going on, but they should... I don't know if I was Schefter or whatever, and I was breaking it, I would make it clear that, you know, I don't have two specific sources that confirm this. I, you know, this is just what I've been hearing, you know, phrase it a little different versus it being gospel. And then to say, Oh, it just happened to be draft day. What are we idiots? I mean, we might be, but not, we're not, not we're not that, we're not that dumb. Right. Right. It's just, we may be dumb, but we're not that dumb. Does anyone find a little bit of humor that he did this on the Dan Patrick show? And when you're talking about, having sources or no sources. Oh, Remember yeah. when Dan Patrick said that they were going to shut down football at Camp Randall this fall oh. because they were going to set up a field they were hospital make, for they were, COVID? Dan Patrick, and a source was telling him that? Dan Patrick, on his show, I kid you not, said sources were telling him that they were going to shut down Camp Randall and turn it into a field hospital for COVID-19. In what universe, in the dead of winter, would you shut down Camp Randall, an open-air stadium, and turn it into a field hospital? What is this, a civil war? Now, honestly, after watching like the Indiana-Northwestern game, I understand where people would be coming from for shutting down Camp Randall because it was gross football, <laughs> but it wasn't for COVID. <laughs> What's well, funny, uh, Dan Patrick will always be known to me for uh, finding your guys' show because... 
he was on 1670 and then he moved and I turned it on and then here comes evil. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? And I'm like, oh, these guys are pretty good. So, and the rest is history. Uh, Mitch, that's why we love you, brother. You got to keep your head on a swivel at all times. We say, we say no to those losers and yes to this experience right here. Exactly. Mitch, always a pleasure, brother. All right, fellas. See you, man. Have a good weekend. Who doesn't love our sports director, Zach Heilprin? I love him more than anything. Number one on my draft board, my Trevor Lawrence of the 2021 draft. Zach Halpern, good morning. How are we doing? Fantastic. Uh, Zach, question Hello. question for you. Okay. You uh, you have been doing it on MadCitySportsZone.com. That's a beautiful website, new website. It's fantastic. And what's fantastic is you know all of your articles up there, but you started this Aaron Rodgers watch, right? How how has this roller coaster of emotions been of typing up this Aaron Rodgers watch every day for your brother? Well, it feels like it's a little bit more uh, positive of late than it was earlier this week. Yeah. So that's I mean day eight, or I should say day seven. Not great uh, for the large part of it, you know. And then John Coon comes comes to comes into this uh, into the story. It's like the WWE guy out of nowhere. Once you think your favorite wrestler in the ring is doomed, this random guy runs out of nowhere as music plays, and he comes in with a steel chair and hits, like, the bad news away. That is a great analogy. Thank you. And so that's what he did day set, late day seven and day eight. Uh, we get Adam Schefter saying it wasn't, wasn't breaking news. It wasn't a story that, you know, was was gonna, was gonna uh, happening as we were talking uh, that Thursday, last Thursday, and then James Jones delivers some more positive uh, vibes. So, yeah, no, it's, it is. It is a bit of a roller coaster, but so, um, good news is late, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if, if there is such a thing. The thing I'm most curious about in this Rogers watch right now is the Adam Schefter side of things. Yeah. What's what's the t- okay? So Zach, you know, I know when you want to break news and you know what you do a lot for Wisconsin sports and and whatnot. When it comes to Adam Schefter, though, like he wouldn't just run with this if it was all a bunch of nonsense, right? Like he, like yeah. what's I don't understand. Yeah. I'm scratching my head over this. Like he has sources yeah. or he doesn't have sources. No, he does. Like here's the thing: he is not taking back his reporting. Like that's not what yesterday was. Yesterday was he was asked why he broke it when he did. Um, cause he said that he got that information, at least on Twitter. He said, he said, was told by, you know, league and team sources. It happened thir- uh, uh, Thursday that, he, that this was what was going on. And that wasn't accurate. He took that back yesterday. He said, it's an accumulation of information. There wasn't anything that popped up Thursday morning outside of Paul Allen, you know, talking about how the, tr- how that trade that then Bill Michaels sent out into the universe and was everywhere. Uh, that that morning, you know, so those those were the things that kind of and then that pushed Adam Schefter to to report what he did. But, uh, you know, he called it breaking news. He said it would happen Thursday. That was inaccurate. The the information itself, I think, is pretty clear that that it is accurate. I mean, there's clearly something going on between the two sides. They're having a huge issue. Rogers not taking part in the offseason program that he normally would. Like, those are all things that are actually happening, and there's, so there's clearly an issue. The Packers have acknowledged there's an issue. So the reporting itself is accurate, but he held it for <laughs> he held it for months and then decided to leak it, or not leak it, but to deliver it on the day of the draft, a couple of hours before the draft is to begin. It, the timing he is... is... He, he, is ten, he is 100 times better than I'll ever be at my job, but that was not the right way to do it. Um, he well. He, wouldn't he, you say he, that his he his, fudged it there. His, he fudged it. He, he he screwed up there. He shouldn't have done it the way he did. ESPN obviously wanted the clicks. 
There's no doubt well, about yeah, that. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, didn't he do it for his <laughs> employer the right time to do it for the most eyes on TV, the most clicks? Like, this was this he, was like the perfect did, time but, to do it for He, he did, but it's just, it, it's just bad. I mean, that, that's just bad journalism. I mean, you can hold – like, I can understand, like, I saw Tom Silverstein, and this is a great uh, thing of it. Like, you hold a story that, you know, it, you've been working on for a really, really long time. You want to get the most views possible, like, on a, on a, on a Sunday paper, right? Yes. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, that's how it, that's but how that, works. But that's not, but that's not a break. Kind that's of. not like a story that is the biggest story of all – off season, like he's known this. We've and there's been trickles out of it, but like he has been gathering information from January and just releasing the day of the draft. It looks horrible, especially when he can when he said that he was told this stuff Thursday. Like that, that's a problem. Yeah, you you know you can't do that. Man, Zach Halpern, our but sports director, joining us right now. Yeah, I'm just saying, like the information itself, uh, I think is like the story itself. I think is pretty clearly. Well, um, we, we know things. Th- th- this is accurate, right? Brian Gutekunst, Matt Lafleur, Mark Murphy all flew out to California to meet with Rogers, and it got nowhere. That's accurate, correct? That's accurate. Yes. Uh, Rogers met with Mike Tirico, NBC Sports, and said there is a rift essentially between him and management. That's Tirico reported that. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Like Rogers, obviously there is a riff. That's yes. And and, J- and James Jones and John Kuhn and AJ Hawk have all said the same thing. Like there is definitely it's not this. The story is not. Not happening, you know what I mean? Like it's it is happening. This this issue is there. Rogers potentially not wanting to play in Green Bay, but they're all they're working on it, and I think they've been working on it for a really long time. It's just unfortunate that Schefter delivered the way it was. He should have delivered it in a different way, and maybe we're we're not talking about it today. But he didn't. He delivered it as breaking news. This is happening now, and it wasn't. I would say his employers are probably happy with him, though, because, my oh, God, the amount of eyes and the ratings and the clicks are probably through and, the freaking roof. And that's what he gets paid for. Yep, and that's, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Um, so it, this is such a roller coaster, Zach. Is, this, mm. is, this is insane. So this Not a is, fun one, either. I mean, sometimes it is, if you're in my position. I, mean, I like, I like yeah. hearing the phone calls of people lose their minds. I like that. It's right, funny. yeah. All right, so, Zach, uh, also I wanted to – I saw this on CBSports.com, and I wanted to pick your brain because uh, – you know, you were there at some of them when they let you there, and uh, it was uh, something that you're really good at, and that's covering Wisconsin sports. And I saw that uh, 2021 Big Ten overreactions, and I scrolled down to Wisconsin's uh, little blurb here. Uh, Devin Chandler is the big play machine this offense needs for the Badgers. Is this, uh, an is, this is this an overreaction, or is this like, no, this is just exactly what it is. He is a big play machine. I think he has an opportunity to be a big play machine. He was certainly in spring practice. Did you just watch a Paul Chris press conference? The opportunity to be uh, yeah, I appreciate certainly, that. Zach. Certainly has the opportunity, and I think he probably appreciates the opportunity. And yeah, you know, you just you, you, the opportunities are there. I'm sure he'll appreciate them if he gets them. The problem is, I don't know if there's going to be enough opportunities just to sit there and say that he's going to be the big play guy every single game. I mean, we saw it in in the one game, two games that Danny Davis played. He was the big play guy. You know, when we had that one huge touchdown from Graham Mertz before the half against Illinois, and ran a bunch of just jet sweep Michigan to death, uh, had close, I think, had close to 100 yards uh, rushing. He wasn't over it, but he, he got close. So, like, I think he's a big play guy. Kendrick Pryor has proven throughout his career he's a big play guy. Uh, Chimray DK has that ability as well. Devin Chandler, A.J. Abbott, like, you know, Jack Dunn, like, they're all going to be behind those, those three. And can there be enough opportunities? But he certainly, speed-wise, gives them something maybe uh, a little bit different. Um, KP probably is the fastest guy in that, uh, in that 
wide receiver room, but Devin Chandler's not too far behind it. He showed certainly the ability to go down the field and catch balls this this spring. Well, was it uh, the was it the fatal four? Was that what uh, the yeah. was that what the receivers were called? The fatal four? Does this have? Yeah, when it was when it was Quintez, Cephas, and AJ Taylor along with Danny and, and uh, Kendrick. Does this have the uh, the uh, the opportunity that we could appreciate them being better than the fatal four coming up here with Graham Mertz's mm, mm, Rowdy's mm. shaking his head. Big no. Big no. Yeah. No. That's that that. They don't have a, a Quintez. Like, Quintez, we, he's different. He is, uh, had he come back for a scenario, I think he may have gone down with Lee Evans and Eltoon and, wow. uh, you know, Chris Chambers and that type of, that's how good he was. Yeah. That's and why so, they're different, Zach. They played in the NFL. The other guys, <laughs> they're not going to be playing right. there. That's what I, uh, Nelson, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Look no, at you guys are, are, coming at he, it at a different angle, different. but both agreeing. There it is. He, he, he's different. Now, I'll say this. like I think uh, Graham certainly has a chance to be better than the quarterbacks that uh, all those guys played with, um, and that certainly could help, right? I mean, he's. I think he can be better than Jim Sorge. I think he's better Brooks Bollinger, better than Mike Samuel, and, and better than uh, Jack Cohn and Alex Hornibrook. So, I mean, he, he's, got, he's got a chance <laughs> to be better than that. But uh, I hope he's know, better like, than Alex Hornibrook, Zach. I'm crossing my fingers there. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, Alex, did, Alex did throw for the second most touchdowns in school history. Hey, he was, I, he I was on pace to beat uh, Joel Stave. Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed you didn't say Joel Stave. Well, that uh, goes, that goes without saying. did not play with uh, Quintez Cephas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and neither it goes without Mike saying. Samuels. What did you say? I said neither did Mike Samuels or Jim Sorge. No, but Mike, Sam, Mike Samuel, Samuel, not Samuels, played with uh, Chris Chambers. And well, Brooks Bollinger played with Chris Chambers, and Jim Sorge played with Lee Evans. So Zach, that's why I was mentioning those guys. Here's but the thing: keep it up. It goes without saying for Joel Stave, he's the all-time winningest. He is the yeah, king. Yeah, you yeah. cannot dethrone the king. Okay. He's got a one next to his name, and it's not—it's not his number. It's the number of wins yep. he's got. He's uh, the number he's the, one. Not the number of wins, but the number—that's where he's at. That's where he's at in the record book. All right, you can't take that away from him. And he plays all him. He plays a mean piano. He sings like an angel. He plays bongos great, an acoustic guitar great. Everything Joel Stave touches turns to gold. Zach Halpern. Always. He was a big, and he was a big reason that he was a big player in that that game where Melvin Gordon had four hundred eight. I mean, I, you're not, not wrong, sure. dude. I'm, I, other... I'm not sure. I'm not sure Melvin Gordon gets 4-8 if not for a Joel Stavi pass right before one of his big runs. I completely agree. He was also the number one pick in the Easter Seals the other year. He was. Yeah. yeah he was. Congratulations well, to well, him well, on well, that. Well, I think that's a, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Hey, Zach, so we'll keep uh, you know at your Twitter account at Zach Heilprin, and we'll keep looking at MadCitySportsNet.com for the Aaron Rodgers watch. What's, uh, what's your yes, gut saying? Rodgers going to be wearing a green and gold jersey? Yes. All right. I'll, we'll leave it at that, Zach. Good news there. Thanks, right. brother. Have a good Thanks, weekend. Guys. Yep. There he is, Zach Halpern, our sports director. Joel Stave, number one in all of our hearts. All right, 608-321-1670, Twitter, Zone Madison. Speaking of Twitter, I just put a Twitter poll out uh, at Zone Madison, and it's uh, it's this right here with help from RJ and Nelly on the verbiage. Wisconsin sports fans, which player are you more concerned about moving forward? And your options, there's two of them, Aaron Rodgers, Obviously, with the fiasco going on in Green Bay and Brian Gutekunst and the headbutting, or Christian Yelich, where he has this back injury, but they don't know what's wrong as the MRIs keep coming back negative, and they have plateaued, according to Craig Council, uh, of his recovery. He tried to go on Monday, went two for four, and then went back to the IL and back to Milwaukee to figure out what's wrong. So those are your two options. Which player? 
Are you more concerned about moving forward as these Wisconsin sports entities, Aaron Rodgers or Christian Yelich? Don't answer yet. Think about it. Get your phone on at Zone Madison, or you could call it in at 608-321-1670. I don't want RJ or Nelly to answer yet. Uh, But first, boys, speaking of the Brewers vein and the bats, I think if Christian Yelich was back in the lineup and healthy, I don't know, a guy that could have been, definitely was the MVP in 2018 and could have been the 2019 MVP, I'm pretty sure if he was back in the lineup, healthy, and swinging a stick, he would be helping this offense immensely for the Milwaukee Brewers. In fact, what is Yelly's war? I'd love to know what Christian Yelich's war is. So, well, it can't be that high right now because he just hasn't played many games. But it's um, definitely got to be positive. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean this season. I just mean like... Um, oh, career-wise? Yeah, career-wise. It's got to be fantastic because Christian Yelich is uh, a huge piece, obviously, for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's the face of the franchise. He is, you know, given that big contract. Uh, Yelly's war, his career war, holy sh- crap, 32.4. That's pretty good, right, Rowdy? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> his, his 2021 war is .2. All right, so, RJ, Nelly, there was a player that was released yesterday. Saw that. He goes by the name. You may know him as a Cardinal, or you may know him as an Angel. Albert, or you oh. may know him as an All-Star. Or an All-Star, yeah. Oh. Albert. Sounds, sounds Catholic. Albert Pujols. <laughs> Albert Pujols has been released by the Los Angeles Angels. Pujols was pretty pissed off, hacked off, because he was complaining about you know playing time. And then eventually he was just sat. They said, you're not playing. It didn't even come from... Uh, his manager, it came from management. Management. Yeah. Up top said, See Up ya. top said, you're sitting, you're not playing. And then they eventually released him. And then, Rowdy, you and I have basically said the same thing yesterday when we saw the news. And that would be what, Rowdy? Go sign him. Go pick him up. Need a first baseman. Go pick up Albert Pujols and plug him on first base for your Milwaukee Brewers. There's really nothing to lose. If you look at what Albert Pujols is right now, it's a shell of himself, obviously. The guy's 41 years old. But if you really look at what he could bring to the team and what it would cost, I feel like you're not losing anything. He's going to be extremely cheap because there's only going to be about probably half a dozen teams that might be interested. Yep. He's playing first base. Now, granted, he has been a better defensive player in his career. Now, he is on the older side. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably still better defensively than a... Keston Hira, who's learning the position and never played it before, yeah. and a Vogelback who has played it sparingly. Also, yeah. like I said, he's going to be cheap. And well, another thing is the first base position can't get a whole lot worse from the production you've gotten from it so far in the first 32 games. No. <laughs> um, we have a comment here from True Advisor. He says, hmm, a pissed-off Pujols may be a nice pickup than a, 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 like a concerned-looking emoji. So Albert Pujols... 41 years old, maybe could be a little older. We don't know. 41 years old, Albert Pujols, and he is definitely uh, uh, on the uh, the end of his career, Rowdy. But let's see here. Pujols with an OPS 80 points below the league average in his age 41 season had no place to play, said the uh, management, essentially, of the L.A. Angels. Is this... So the what, Rowdy? The benefits, the clear-cut benefits. Is there benefits? 
You get a guy that maybe could sell some jerseys, put some. Oh, and that's, yeah, well, you didn't even mention about the name or the history that he's chasing. The guy is creeping up on 670 home runs. Yeah. So we have a question here. What happens to Keston Hira then, if you bring in Albert Pools? Or well, Daniel first, Keston Hira has to figure it out in the minor leagues. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, again, if you bring in Albert Pujols for cheap and Keston Hira it starts crushing the ball in the next month and you're looking to bring him up in June, you can still DFA somebody, a.k.a. Vogelback or Pujols, whoever's playing the worst. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen with this the Milwaukee Brewers, risk. but it's interesting to talk about. How about this? Albert Pujols, they have uh, the breakdown here, the tale of two teams. Uh, Pujols did not come anywhere close to replicating the success he had with the Cards in this time with the Angels. Uh, 11 season with the Cardinals his, and 10 with the Angels. In his 11 season with the Cardinals, his batting average was 328. With the Angels, 256. Uh, in the 11 years with the Cardinals, his OPS was 1.037. With his 10 seasons with the Angels, 0.758. Home runs with the Cardinals over 11 years, 440, 445, excuse me. The 10 with the Angels, 222. Is at-bats per home runs, Cardinals 14.2, the Angels 20.8. And his best MVP finish, the Cardinals first three times, obviously, 2005, 2008, 2009. And then the Angels, his highest he ever finished for MVP, 17th. Hitting 198. That's you know who paid him more, though? The Angels? The Angels. <laughs> they did not get the return on their investment. No. But uh, what's he batting right now? You said one, what? 198. Uh, so he's batting 198. Daniel Vogelback right now is batting 194. And like we just said, Kesson here is in the minors. Yeah, but Albert Pujols also has, I believe, five home runs this year. Yes. I don't think Keston Hira and Vogelback combined have five. <laughs> uh, Vogelback has two home runs. And Keston Hira, I'd have to Google him. Keston Hira has two, I want to say. I'm, go, I'm shooting in the dark here. Uh, Keston Hira has, oof, one. So Rowdy, Man, right. he's almost doubling him up. <laughs> wow. So there it is. Wow. Albert Pools, do you think it even happens all for the Brewers? It's just like a pipe dream we're living in. Or a, a, not a dream, but a pipe dream experiment. I feel like if David Stearns really wanted to make that happen, it's probably done. Yeah. But does he really want to add Albert Pujols? I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, 608-321-167. Twitter is at Zone Madison. Speaking of the Brewers, Pete likes to refer to them as the retreads. I don't I don't think Miami and the back thing was a uh, – it could be Conspiracy Theory Friday, but I don't think the back thing was an issue when he was with the Marlins. I mean, Yelich went on to win the MVP in 2018 for the Brewers, and then he should have won the MVP again, excuse me, in 2019, but he blew his kneecap out. And then um, um, who won it again, Rowdy? The 2019 NL Cody MVP? Bellinger. Yeah, Bellinger. So if and if Yelich doesn't blow his kneecap out with that foul ball, he's back-to-back MVPs. But, Rowdy, you do have on Mount Notice – Two Brewers, Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich, and this was before what we're witnessing now. How concerned are you with this team and the state of their big stars who they pay a lot of money to and you don't really see them? I I mean, I when they, we first started talking about how concerned are you, how concerned are you? Well, one, going into the season, I was concerned about Lorenzo Cain. Mm-hmm. With the back injury, once they got to day three of the Christian Yelich back injury where they've continued to say – really nothing and try and play it down. Yeah, they just say they don't know anything. First game, precautionary. Second game, well, he's still a little sore, but precautionary. Third game, 
well, we're just going to keep him out because it's precautionary. But if it was a playoff game, he'd be playing. And then it just got worse from there. Once they said that day three and he, and he still wasn't playing, it was red flags. Yeah. Lorenzo Cain had a lot of red flags going into this year. All right. I, I want to look at the Twitter poll we have going on. Well, real quick, let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, it's Jeff from Madison. Hey, what's happening, brother? Not much. Hey, I got one thing about this whole Rogers gate that nobody that has talked about, and I don't think I've heard it on you or the unit show. Well, here you is, go. This is your time, baby. Is what happens if we deal with give up to King Karen and uh, give <laughs> meet his demands. King Karen. And then uh, first play from scrimmage, he steps back, and all of a sudden, pop goes the Achilles. Oh, yeah, dude. And then it's doomsday, right? Then Yeah, then we're stuck with love. So, I mean... Uh. There's always that scenario that he goes back, he rolls his ankle, he gets that high-dreaded ankle sprain, or he pops his Achilles or tears his calf. You said this is Jeff, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, um, my God. I guess I didn't even think about that at all. I guess I never really think of the injury side of things, but, yeah, you're totally right. Then, uh, right now, I feel like, is this a, is this all lose-lose situation? Is there even a win out of this situation? It's a double-bladed sword. We're screwed no matter what. God. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff, so, Jeff, tell me something positive before I let you go. Hey, if you want a good uh, old-fashioned, uh, stop out to where Becker works. I'll be working tonight. Oh, you got it, brother. Hell yeah, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Good stuff, brother. Thanks, man. All right. Talk to you later. You too. Good stuff there from Jeff. Our, our, our guy Becker resurfaces. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Rowdy, and I might take you up on that, Jeff. Rowdy, I'm looking at the Twitter poll right here. Did you ever, real quick on Jeff's phone call, did you ever think of the injury side of things? No. Yeah, I guess I never really doesn't really cross my mind, but it would be obviously just dooms. I don't con- I don't I don't really consider Aaron Rodgers as like a injury prone player. He had two freak accident or you know yeah. accidents in- injuries injuries where he broke both collarbones once. Yeah. And that was Anthony Barr being a douche and what was the other one? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, freak injuries. All right, they're just two injuries, or else whenever, whenever he had what was it, the calves and the leg injury, he's played with them. Yeah, and I remember they like you know they brought him back, and Rogers was like, all right, watch me just go to work, and he's done it. All right, so Rowdy, looking at the uh, Twitter poll at Zone Madison, Wisconsin sports fans, which player are you more concerned about moving forward? And it's two options: Aaron Rodgers or Christian Yelich. Uh, right now, with fifty-one percent of the vote, it goes to Christian Yelich. I voted Christian Yelich. I also voted Christian Yelich because that's the face of your franchise. That's the guy that is uh, was the MVP, should have been back-to-back, that you paid a lot of money to, and he's the one that makes the Brewers go, go, and he's nowhere to be found. And, in fact, the injury, they don't know what it is. Rodgers, I feel like now as the time ticks on, you hear more from James Jones, John Kuhn, I feel like Rodgers is probably going to be coming back. Now I'm more on the side if he's coming back. Christian Yelich, though, I don't know if he's going to come back. You would hope so. You would think so. But they have no news on this MRI or on his back or what the injury is. They brought him back on Monday. He then was instantly went sent down to the IL again for the 10 days, saying that they have no idea what's going on, and he couldn't finish a game. Rowdy, I that's the concern. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Way, in that game he played, he swung the bat pretty well. He's two for four. But then he went right back down to the I.L. Christian Yelich, you know what you got in Rodgers. That's just the guy that maybe he's a little happy they can bear the hatchet. Yeah, he's healthy. He's just a little upset, I think, about his contract or lack thereof or whatever. 
I think they can work it out, hopefully. And even if they don't work it out, I mean, you're going to get something in return or Rodgers is he's not going to go elsewhere. He's either going to retire or he's going to have to eat his, you know, pay back his signing bonuses and then sit on this couch with his new, you know, fiance watching the Packers play and not playing football. At least, you know, he's not somewhere else. Another team going to hurt you, hurt you. But Rowdy Christian Yelich, that's the, that's the concern. Well, yeah. I mean, you can, you can deal with a player that maybe he's upset or maybe he's got a bad, bad attitude. Mm -hmm. You can't deal with a player that's not actually on the field. Yeah, correct. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Christian Yelich. <laughs> so we have two tweets here. Uh, one from our guy Jory Mama Nomas. He says Rogers is infinitely more important than Yelich. Why is this a question? A quarterback is solely the most important player in team sports by a large margin, and we are blessed to have one of the best ever. Why is it even a question? Because the Rogers thing will figure itself out. He's either going to be back. He's going to be retired, or he's going to be traded. Yeah, there's there's three options. For Christian Yelich, there's we don't know what's happening. The doctors, the medicals don't know what's happening. If you you know by the information they give us, Rowdy, the Christian Yelich thing is the concern because if you don't have Christian Yelich, what are you going to Billy McKinney? And plus, if you look at it this way, you have Aaron Rodgers under contract for three years, whether you trade him now or you hold on to him. I got you. He can only, three years. He can only be on your team for three more years. Mm -hmm. Christian Yelich still has, if you include this year, 11 oh, years oh with the Milwaukee Brewers. 11 years. If that back <sighs> is officially bad, but it's not bad to the point where, hey, I need to retire bad, but no, I I can play 10 years. It's just going to bother me bad. That's that's bad. That contract, that's bad. even if it was team friendly, it just got really unfriendly. <laughs> and as you're the smallest market in the majors, you're wondering what in the world, why did the, well, it goes back to the nut kick continuum of Wisconsin sports. Hoofta. Like you basically paid Christian Yelich that money to be a perennial all-star year in, year out. Yeah. It's concerning. So that's why it's a question. Rogers, as Rowdy said, there's three options. With Yelly, God, who knows? But you're also not tied to as much time. Yeah. Time. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers does have a big contract, but it's only for three years. Christian Yelich has a monster one, and it's 11 years. Jesus. And that's the face of your franchise. I mean, these are both faces of the franchise, right? Rodgers will figure itself out. Yelich? Left wondering. Holding your in the wind.